0: This is Thurman Hayes, pastor of First Baptist Church of Suffolk, Virginia. We want to welcome you to this message from our services at First Baptist. We're a congregation that is seeking to touch lives through the life-changing power of the gospel. I pray that you'll encounter Christ in his power and love Welcome, FBC family, and to anyone else who's joining in with us today, I want to invite you to open your Bibles to John chapter 20, John chapter 20, and on this Sunday, the Sunday after Easter, we're going to look at a couple of the appearances of the resurrected Christ to people. And so, John chapter 20, and we're going to look uh, from verse 19 through the end of the chapter, and I'm calling this message, Life in His Name. There is abundant life. There is eternal life in Christ. Let's look at this text together. John chapter 20 and beginning with verse 19. The Bible says when it was evening on that first day of the week, the disciples were gathered together with the doors locked because they feared the Jews. Jesus came, stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Having said this, he showed them his hands and his side. So the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, I also send you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, called twin, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were telling him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, if I don't see the mark of the nails in his hands, put my finger into the mark of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. A week later, his disciples were indoors again, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Don't be faithless, but believe. Thomas responded to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. There was a Muslim college student who came to believe in Jesus. And one of his friends was shocked when this happened. And he asked him, how did you become a follower of Christ? And this young student said, well, it's simple, really. If you were walking down a road and you came to a a fork in the road and there were, were two people there who said that they could, could guide you, but one was dead and one was alive, which one would you follow? Listen, all of Christianity stands on the fact that Jesus was really raised from the dead, that he is alive. And that is not something that we ask people to take on just blind faith, No, Jesus appeared to people. The Bible says he appeared to hundreds of people after his resurrection. And today we're going to look at a couple of those appearances, and we're going to talk about the transitions that we can make in life when we really come to trust in the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead. The first transition is from fear to peace. From fear to peace. Look with me at verse 19 in your Bible. When it was evening on that first day of the week, the disciples were gathered together with the doors locked because of fear. So listen, this is on the, the evening of the first Easter day, and the followers of Jesus are holed up behind locked doors, absolutely petrified with fear. Why? Because they don't want to end up like Jesus. They had seen him crucified. The Romans crucified people on a regular basis. They didn't want to end up crucified. Their plan was simply to lay low, in Jerusalem, kind of wait until things calmed down, wait until the coast had cleared a little bit, and then get out of Jerusalem, get back up to Galilee, get back to their fishing business, or whatever they were doing before all of this started. They had once had hope that Jesus was the Messiah, but Messiahs don't get crucified, and so they just had given up all hope. Their plan was simply to to get back to their normal lives. Now, let me ask you something. How do these guys— who were so petrified, who were holed up behind locked doors in fear, how do they go from being people like that to people who would spend the rest of their life preaching the gospel, suffering for the gospel, and in most cases, dying for the gospel? How does that happen? I'll tell you how it happens. Jesus really rose from the dead, and they were witnesses of that. It says in verse 19 that Jesus came, stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Christianity is not a philosophy. Christianity is not good advice. Christianity is good news about something that really happened. Jesus really rose from the dead. And when you really come to grasp that, then you can transition from fear to peace. You know, there's a lot that we could be afraid of in these days. Lots of people are gripped with fear, fearing that they're going to get sick, fearing that loved ones are going to get sick, fearing death, fearing financial fallout. I mean, there are all kinds of things that we could, we could fear in these days. Let me tell you, if Jesus really rose from the dead, you don't have to be afraid. You can be at peace. You know why? Because if Jesus was raised from the dead, it means that he is Lord. COVID-19 is not Lord. Your circumstances are not Lord. If Jesus really rose from the dead, he is Lord. And that means that you can give your burdens, you can give your worries, you can give your fears and your anxieties to him. Philippians 4 6 and 7 says, don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If Jesus rules and reigns as a resurrected Lord and King, He is more than capable of handling any burden, any worry, any fear that we have, you can give them to Him. You can transition from fear to peace. The second transition that we see here is from locked in to sent out. From locked in to sent out. Let's look together at verse 21. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Now think about the contrast here from locked in, hold up in this room in fear to being sent out to reach the world with the gospel. Just because we're being careful (laughs) in these days of this so-called lockdown, and we should be careful because we don't want to bring harm to not only ourselves, but to, but to anyone else. It's, it's, it's right. It's proper. It's part of loving our neighbor, really. But listen, just because we're being careful does not mean that we are not on a mission. And I am so incredibly thankful for our church. Our church is being the body of Christ in these days. I am hearing so many testimonies of people who are caring for one another, calling one another, checking in with one another, uh, meeting together electronically, people who are serving our community, uh, making masks and, and for healthcare workers, and making shields for healthcare workers, and, and making meals and delivering them to healthcare workers. And just people who are serving, uh, sharing the gospel with with, with neighbors. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is not quarantined. Mm -hmm. He, Jesus is alive and the Holy Spirit is working in these days. Our church has been so faithful, uh, so faithful to give. And that's so important, not just for our church, but for the missionaries that we support. I received just this week an, an email from one of our missionaries that was just incredible. And he said this, God is still working. He is not distracted, delayed, or derailed by the coronavirus. Travel restrictions do not restrict the work of the Father. Our plans have been disrupted, but His plans and His work have not. Therefore, let's look for the opportunities emerging all around us. We know He is at work. So let's be about the father's business. And listen, as we go about the father's business, we don't do that alone. And we don't do that in our own strength. We do that in the power of the spirit of God. Look at verse 22. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. It's interesting in Greek, the word for wind and breath and spirits, spirit, it's all the same word. The, the 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 spirit of God is the, is the wind wind of God that gives new life and empowers us for ministry. It's the the breath of God. You know, recently, I, I saw a, a video of one of these false teachers, a health and wealth, uh, prosperity teacher, and and he was using the situation that we're in really to manipulate and exploit people. But he 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 blew in sort of a uh, histrionic way it, was, it almost seemed like someone blowing out candles on a birthday cake but he just kind of kind of blew and he claimed that he had he had blown on the 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 wind of god on on covid-19 well time out first of all he doesn't get to blow the the, the wind of God. <laughs> Jesus does that. And second, the reason that He does it is not so that we can be healthier and wealthier. It's not so that we can have special spiritual experiences. It's not so that we can claim that we're holier than others. He blows and breathes the Spirit of God on us because He is empowering us to bear witness. Acts 1 8 says, You will receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Just as God at creation breathed into human beings the breath of life. Now, as, as, as a new creation, he breathes the Holy Spirit upon you and empowers you to go out and to do ministry and to share the gospel from locked in to sent out. On a mission. The third transition is from skepticism to joy. From skepticism to joy. Let's look together at verse 20. Having said this, he showed them his hands and his side. So the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And notice the emphasis on the physicality of the risen Christ here. John is very interested in showing this is not a ghost. Jesus is is raised with a, a real body. But one of the disciples was not there on that Easter night, and that was Thomas. So look at verses 24 and 25. But Thomas, called twin, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were telling him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, if I don't see the mark of the nails in his hands, put my finger into the mark of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. Now it's easy for us to kind of be critical of Thomas. Poor guys become known in church history as doubting Thomas. But the truth of the matter is that all of them were doubting until they saw Jesus alive. And Thomas is about to see him alive. Verse 26 A week later, his disciples were indoors again, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Notice here that the, the, the resurrected body of Jesus is, is glorified. It's physical in every way. He can be touched. He can eat and drink. But yet he can also pass through locked doors. <laughs> there are no limits. Just as there are no limits for what he can, he can do for you. Verse 27. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and, and look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Don't be faithless, but believe. Since Thomas had said that he was going to need to do those things in order to believe, Jesus invites him to do just that. But Thomas doesn't need to do that. All Thomas can do at this point is worship. Verse 28, Thomas responded to him, My Lord and my God. Now listen, Listen. Thomas is not reacting in surprise like a, like a, you know, a 21st century American would uh, be surprised at something and say, oh my God, that, a first century Jew would never do that. When he says, my Lord and my God, he is addressing Jesus. And this is where John has been headed from the very beginning of this gospel. The very first verse of the gospel of John, he says, in the beginning was the word And the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus is fully divine and worthy of worship. Verse 29, Jesus said, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Listen, if you're a believer, he's talking about you. Even though you did not personally see him raised from the dead, someone cared about you enough to share the good news of Jesus with you. And the Holy Spirit worked in your heart and enabled you to believe. If you're watching this video and you're, you're not yet a believer, listen, Jesus invites you to believe. Turn to him. Trust him. There's, there's life in his name. Verses 30 and 31. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Listen, Jesus didn't rise from the dead to sort of just be believed on abstractly as a a fact of history oh yeah i believe jesus rose from the dead no jesus rose from the dead so that you could rise to walk in newness of life so that your life can be transformed so that you can have abundant life life to the full and eternal life in him dr francis collins is the director of the National Institute of Health. He is one of the doctors, the scientists right on the front lines of fighting COVID-19. He recently did an interview with the Atlantic magazine in which he talked about his, his Christian faith. Dr. Collins, when he began in, in medical school, was an, was an agnostic uh, he, didn't, he had never seriously uh, considered God, let alone the, the claims of Christ. But he noticed as a young medical student that the, the Christians that he met that were seriously ill and that were, were getting ready to pass away, that they were very different. He noticed that they had a peace and, and even a joy as they, as they prepared to die. And he found that very unsettling because he was terrified of death. And he began to ask questions. And there was one lady in particular that he became especially attached to. This lady suffered from a severe cardiac disease. She would go through multiple episodes every day of just crushing chest pain. But through it all, there was just an incredible peace and tranquility about her life. And she was very bold and sharing with him the reason for her peace. And it was her faith in Jesus. And then came one day that was absolutely life-changing for Dr. Collins. And he shared about it. She looked at me on this day in a quizzical way and said, you know, doctor, you've listened to me talk about my faith, but you never said anything. What do you believe? Just a very direct, very simple question. And it was like a thunderclap. That was the most important question I have ever been asked. What do you believe? If, if you are a believer yourself, that's a question to be asking family members and friends that you're not sure about as far as where they stand with, with, with Christ what, what an incredible time we're living in to engage in, in conversations about eternal things in these days. We should be asking, what, what do you believe in engaging in gospel conversations? If you're watching this video today and you're not certain about a relationship with the Lord, listen, I would ask you that question. Have you ever seriously considered the implications of the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead? I want to tell you there is life in his name. God loved you so much that he, he gave his son and Jesus died on the cross for sinners like you and me and he rose from the dead so that we can have forgiveness of sins and new life and eternal life. There is life in his name. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for the good news of the gospel We thank you that we can transition from fear to peace, from being locked in to being sent out, from skepticism to joy, a joy that transcends all circumstances, all because of Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. God bless you. I hope you've been blessed by this message. Christ is the answer for every need, now and for all eternity. I would love to connect you to some other people who love the Lord and who would love you too. Come to one of our services. We worship at 8, 30, and 11 on Sunday mornings. Be sure to speak to me before or after the service. Maybe you live outside our area. I'd love for you to write me. My email is pastor at fbc Tell me what God is doing in your life. If you have spiritual questions I could help you with, please let me know. We're on this journey together.